Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of What the Throne, the weekly Game of Thrones podcast here on Collider. My name's Destin. I'm with Ashley Victoria Robinson. And this is a show where we talk about everything going on in the Game of Thrones world, sometimes slightly related, you know, whether it's like the actors or the showrunners or whatever, maybe some of their side projects or maybe, you know, sometimes similar related projects but anyways um not like a ton of big big news but you you were able to gather up a a few different like decently sized uh news bits that kind of you know uh touch upon some bigger topics um the first being george r R. martin says that uh game of thrones the tv show needed 13 seasons if it actually wanted to be faithful to the books yeah, I thought this was really interesting and people people really love to um take Martin's statements especially from his blog which he is quite prolific on sometimes to the point mm-hmm. where I know we sit there and go shouldn't you be writing <laughs> the winds Your of book. winter <laughs> and I get it cuz I'm a Twitter queen but um I think this is a really interesting statement and if again, if you read the whole thing, you read everything that he said and you read some of the um some of the analysis on it, it's definitely true. And it's not a statement again, the, the headlines are written to let it seem shady against uh Benioff and Weiss, and it's absolutely not. Um mm-hmm. he still concludes that the books are gonna end in broad strokes the same way that the show is gonna end. So, like, sorry, you're not getting your Danny John Snow baby. It's just not happening. You have to put that to rest. And live with it and cope it and, you know, light a candle for that imaginary baby or do whatever it is that will help you move on. But he's just he's just saying and he's just repeating 
the mantra that like the books can go into detail that you're not able to go to on the television show. Um, and without throwing shade at any particular individual or the network or anything, because he's a smart man who wants to work again, he just states that if the events of the final book were to be given um, the same amount of time and dedication of filming that some of the earlier seasons uh, were given, like mm-hmm. Dennis and I are always bringing up how long season one is how much time we spend going to the wall and going to King's Mm. Landing and diving into the details um, that if that same level of detail were given to what he is crafting to be the book ending, it would have taken five more seasons of content, which would have brought us to season 13. And I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have been mad about it. Um, I think a lot of agents and managers and talent would have been, I think the most, like there's an alternate universe where we probably got a 10 season Game of Thrones run. I mm-hmm. don't think there's any universe where we got a 13 season Game of no. Thrones run. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you know, with with you know, we 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 talk about that final season being very rushed and what they could have done more with it, extended that out an extra season or two, especially because the last two were shorter, right? The the yeah. season 7 was I think seven episodes mm-hmm. and this in this the final one was only six you know what as i mean a, so as opposed to a 10 or even a 13 uh, episode order yeah so really if you you think about it season seven and eight were really just one season elongated one season right Absolutely, extended yeah. one season yeah. where one really... season of a marvel streaming show <laughs> yeah what really it needed to be much longer so it didn't feel so rushed. And yeah, so George Martin was basically saying something that's true, but at the same time, look, given all the exterior stuff going on, the outside goings on, you're talking about the actors and mm-hmm. the showrunners and HBO and whatnot, it just wasn't going to happen. Well, can you imagine, because, you know, we know most of this cast came in as, as unknowns or relative unknowns. So they were probably pretty cheap the first three seasons. Um, and then, you know, people's stars really started to blow up. And it wasn't just one or two. Like, this is a star making show, like tens of people, you know, their contracts, they got more per episode. Can you imagine how expensive this would have been? And Game of Thrones is already the, one of the most expensive television shows ever made. If we'd gone 13 seasons, you would have seen, I think, let's put on our tinfoil conspiracy theory hats. I think if we had gone that far, we would have seen characters recast. Oh, um, yeah. Like a new Daenerys. <laughs> I mean, uh, naming no Targaryens, I think we would have definitely seen uh, a couple recastings because... You know, money money is always a big factor because it, it is show business. It is the mm-hmm. entertainment business. Um, but also, you know, like those people want to go on to doing more things. One of the articles that I, I didn't send Dennis is that there's an interview with Maisie Williams where she talked about, um, uh, um, you know, she she grew up doing Game of Thrones and how she had to like tape down her chest. Um, yeah. And how yeah. that was really, really hard for her. Um you know, and, and so the the struggle of playing those roles can also go beyond just the industry of it all. Like people want more opportunities; they want to go do different things. Um, so yeah, if we had if we had thirteen seasons, I think around again season ten because ten is a good long run on a show. Mm-hmm. We would have seen um, a lot of people changing hands, kind of like um, 
uh, let's go with two other genre shows, Smallville or Supernatural, there is that core group of actors who are like, I am holding on to this paycheck until I pass away. Uh, and, you know, then there were people who left, some to success and some to uh, uh, jail. Well, <laughs> yes. Would you um, would you have wanted to see five more seasons? Do you think there's five more seasons worth of content in Game of Thrones? Like, let's say after season seven. Uh-huh. Would you have wanted five more seasons after that? Yes, but <laughs> with the caveat that they maintain a certain of course standard of quality. Yeah, I, I can't get enough of Game of Thrones, and as long as it warrants it. The problem is, I mean, you know, obviously Benioff and Weiss have gotten the the majority of the hate for all of this stuff or backlash. Mm-hmm. George Martin Looking didn't okay. have. Yeah, George R. R. Martin didn't have the books ready for them to mine for material, right? Like, yeah, he gave him the broad strokes of the ending. But the first several seasons were all from the book, you know, in one way or another. Which is interesting, right? And um, George R. R. Martin, I I have nothing but the utmost respect for for George R. R. Martin as a creative and as as a person. Um, But I think... um, I, I think in some ways he doesn't get enough or he doesn't shoulder like enough of the blame and, and not that anyone should be blamed. Like it's at the end of the day, guys, it's just a TV show that we all love very much. But, um, you know, there's again, we're talking about alternate realities earlier. There is an alternate reality where he did get at least one of the books finished and we had more details and we had less broad strokes to play with. And, you know, what the show would have looked like and how many seasons and who would have stayed like that might have looked very different and and it's still okay no one is at fault mm-hmm. um and benioff and weiss i think last week maybe the week before um signed this really incredible deal with netflix to develop shows yes. over there that the duffers uh, of stranger things fame signed this week so i mean they're gonna come out okay too so they you know you talk about them shouldering the blame and that's absolutely true and i'm sure people have said very ugly things to them um but they're okay they making star wars <laughs> yeah. and hey netflix deal i mean yeah they're they're fine um well speaking of backlash the the next topic is uh game of thrones director neil marshall you know he did um god what was the the, the second and last episode in season two blackwater battle of yep. blackwater he did that episode. He did a few other ones. Um, he said the finale backlash was unavoidable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he said that, you know, he doesn't fault anyone for it. It's an unbelievable achievement and whatnot. So when I took a look at this, fine. It, I, I, I half agree with him in terms sure. of like unavoidable. I said, uh, I think it's unavoidable given the circumstances, not unavoidable uh, given our dream scenario, right? Okay. Where it's like they have the books were already out, right? George Martin already written the books. Um, Benioff and Weiss were not moving on to something else. The actors were in contract. They had the resource. They had the, then they could have fleshed out the seasons more. And ended up with a conclusion that may not have pissed off as so many people. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from who is a defender of the last season to a point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's they definitely could have 
with all of those factors come out with a, a, a more smoother landing. Um, but the thing is, we live in the real world with real <laughs> realities <laughs> that you have to deal with. And all those things had to be taken into consideration. And so in that sense, it was unavoidable because of yeah. those that scenario. But in the, the scheme of of some sort of fantasy land, sure, I, I think it could have been prevented. But, you know, we don't live in that fantasy land. Yeah, I think... Um... I think his statement is pretty mature and I think it's pretty um, reserved. I guess there are other cast members that are beloved to me um, who have said stronger things about people's reactions and about sort of um, the vitriol that have come out about that, who are quoted in the very article uh, that Dennis and I were taking a look at today. But I think it's interesting to examine the idea that, no matter what they did, there was going to be backlash, like no matter what, because this is a question that I I have started to ask myself more and more as a viewer. Is it like, is it bad or is it not what I wanted? Mm -hmm. Because we all go in with our preconceived notions about what we, uh, what we want or how we think things are going to play out, especially when you are someone who is creative and you are someone who's working in the industry or industry adjacent. And if, if listeners and viewers go back and check out our predictions, Mm-hmm. Um, for this season yeah. like they were I guess in the very broadest strokes kind of close but in the specifics very wrong mm-hmm. um, because we went in with our biases and we went in with our expectations um, but I think the idea that they were never going to get it right is very interesting and we do live in this world now where and I've said this before and I'll, I'll say it again people like to be sour on endings and then they come around to it. There was a lot of comparisons Mm -hmm. between this finale and the Breaking Bad finale and this finale and the Lost finale. And both of those finales were um, not lambasted, but they weren't beloved when they happened, but people sat with them and they sat with the material and they revisited it. And we all wrote our think pieces and started our podcasts about it. And people Mm -hmm. have come around on the two of them. And I think game of Thrones is, is destined for that in the long run. But I do think it's a little bit, it's a little bit sad to think that the people who made this show that for us is such a gift kind of went into it knowing like, well, no matter what we do, Twitter's gonna hate us. Like that's a bit of a bummer. You know, that makes me kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Bad was less criticized than I would say the lost finale. Yeah. But at the same time, Breaking Bad was not as big a show. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Breaking Bad was one of those things where nobody really watched it in the beginning, except for a bunch of TV. Yeah. Except for TV critics and, you know, hardcore TV watchers. And then it kind of, picked up a, a following still not huge huge numbers it wasn't like walking dead i mean people try to make it look seem like breaking bed was some sort of like like huge huge show and it, it never was you know mm-hmm. it was definitely it's definitely big in in people who love television tv critics minds but as far as like a mainstream audience people have heard, more people have heard about breaking bad than yeah. have actually watched have actually watched you know what i mean yeah um where Lost was more like Game Lost, of Thrones. Lost was where, network television, baby. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, it was network television when it was still in its... not I wouldn't say prime, but you know what I mean? Still 
heavy hitters, mm-hmm. uh, premium cable and streaming street personal streaming services was was wasn't even a thing. Yeah, back in our day, there was no yeah. Netflix. I remember and when pre- you had to get the DVDs from Netflix. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. I mean, I yeah. you know, you said or I you'd have to, to wait for it Netflix to... and I'd and I used to wait to get for it to the, buffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so yeah. And so Game of Thrones is even bigger than than Lost eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so definitely there definitely was going to be backlash yes unavoidable the extent of the backlash i think given i said a perfect world scenario yes could have been lessened so yeah cool all right uh moving on the next one was this one was interesting i I didn't see this one uh i guess there was a leak leak storyline that joffrey's uh murder was actually not Elena Tyrell and uh, Peter Baelish, and it was supposed to be Tyrion. Yeah, I thought this was. I thought this was like crazy because mm-hmm. obviously there have been things in the shows uh, that have diverged pretty pretty significantly from the books. However, the Tyrion of it all that was even in the books like that's the most obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Um that you just don't so it's the most obvious um choice so the idea that they were going to change the show to reflect that to make it less challenging and less compelling is really interesting to me i wonder if it's because uh peter dinklage was already so beloved in this part by that Mm -hmm. time so they were like well if we really want to if we really want to shock them if we really want to get people writing articles and talking on their podcasts and having opinions, this is something that we could do. Um, so again, this comes from uh, Martin and his Mighty Mighty blog, but yeah, he states that Tyrion was going to be the person who had murdered Joffrey. And I think it was ultimately for the best that they didn't do it because they softened Tyrion quite a bit from the books. Oh yeah, um, I could tell even just from listening to whatever, I'm like a third away through the the first book and he, i can tell Tyrion is definitely not the same Tyrion uh, as we see in the show he's much more empathetic in the show much more sympathetic and in in the book he's he he is a bit mean sometimes he is uh, he's a compelling character he's still like easily um one of the most interesting you know if not the most interesting characters in the franchise but um Someday, in like five years, you'll get to the death of Shay, and that is where I think there is the biggest divergence um, mm. in Tyrion's character. But he's so beloved on the show, and so I can understand how if you're in the room and you're you're pitching this, you're like, "Let's have our most beloved character, our most celebrated actor. Let's have him do it." But I'm also so glad that Benioff and Weiss or whoever it was, even if it was the, the writer's assistant. Mm-hmm. ultimately threw their hands up and said let's not do it and this is the kind of detail about the production of the show that i hope we get more and more of because i think this is it's really interesting uh, we heard in season eight um about a lot of footage and things that was shot and was ultimately left out or scenes that were extended that i know you and i are really hoping come out with blu-rays or some mm-hmm. kind of digital packaging um and if we get further and further away from the production of the show if we get more details like this I'm here for it. What 
do you think about this revelation? Do you think Tyrion <sighs> should have been the mastermind? I mean, it's hard to say because in the show, because they, it would have been so obvious for him to be the one, you know what I mean? That yeah. it would hold no surprise. And also, also the way that it was done, there's way he, if, if it had been him, he would have been much smarter in terms of getting away. Not, he wouldn't have set himself basically up to look like the murderer. In, to be in, to be thrown in jail and tortured and <laughs> yeah, and also to be like next to the murder weapon, you know what I mean? Yeah, the poison and whatnot. So, if it had been him, he would have done it much, much, much differently. Also, you know, he was he was already a beloved character, but because of the hatred for Joffrey, mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have gained even more popularity. By being, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, you're like, oh, my God, he killed a kid. You know what I mean? But in the context of the show. Yeah. Because what Joffrey has done and what he said and whatnot. I don't know if he would have gotten more popular. Like, yeah, Tyrion, you did it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It would have been, like, even more, like, fan service than actual, you know, actual, like, making his character less beloved. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So this is something what Martin had pitched to Benioff and Weiss or HBO as they were developing season four, I think that is. Yeah. And then they were ultimately like, hey, thanks, but uh, no, thanks. We're going to go with what you wrote in the book because it's it's just so much more interesting if it's the Tyrells. Yeah. And then it makes everything that you've seen up to that point, especially with Marjorie so much more compelling almost in retrospect not Mm -hmm. that they're not compelling and interesting characters if they're not the ones responsible for joffrey's death but (laughs) at least they didn't pitch not killing joffrey because man he was like he needed to die and they picked the perfect moment in the story for him to go but Uh the idea that they even considered having Tyrion, even if it was just for like one meeting or one email or one phone call is crazy to me yeah, it would have changed a lot because then you don't get that sympathy for him when um, Cersei is like after, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the whole thing was he is wrongly accused, right? Because he's a dwarf. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's the whole thing. Like, look, she's hated him since he was little. The The people who exist even outside of the main core characters look down upon him. They think he's, he's a bastard you know. in his father's eyes. Yeah, exactly. And, and so all these things, not so much justified, but at the same time, like, okay, well then he actually is kind of what they were thinking. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it's, I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it would have worked as well. Yeah. I, I, think that's why it didn't happen but it's a fun thought experiment yeah and then the whole thing with shay and you know what i mean like i don't know it just would have changed a lot yeah because of... think about it like if he had murdered shay he murdered joffrey then he murders shay then he murders uh tywin kind of boom 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 um it brings a brutality to that character whereas um, I think the I think the death of shay and the death of tywin we have a lot more empathy for Tyrion where he's coming from Mm-hmm. Um, than we would if he'd already mastermind T- uh, Tyrion's death, Jesus. If he'd already mastermind Joffrey's death, because there is a big difference between 
we know he's going to kill Tywin, but there is a difference between like a, a, at least narratively an act of passion and then like actively plotting yes. for someone. Um, can't believe we're talking about murder in such a cavalier way. <laughs> you can really well, empathize with Tyrion if this well, happens. You can, yeah, well, that's what uh, that's the show, do. man. <laughs> yeah, also, fiction lets you do that. Not, yeah, not real absolutely. Life. I wonder if there was ever a version where Ned didn't get his head chopped off. They were like, how are we going to waste Sean Bean like this? Yeah. Apparently, he's he's not taking any more roles of dying. Apparently, Michael yeah, B. Yeah. Jordan either. Michael B. Jordan either. They're both like, that's it. Our, I've played too many characters that have died. Because Michael B. Jordan, he dies. I didn't know that about him. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, Black Panther, obviously Fruitvale Station. I mean, that's based on a real story. Um... Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to mention this because it's kind of a spoiler for something, but it's an old, old thing. But anyways, he's yeah, his characters have died in the past, not all the time, but enough where he's like, ah, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, interesting. That's too bad. Um, I, it's not too bad that that he said that, but it's like it's too bad that that happens to certain actors and. They're both really great actors and they're both genre stars. So that's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll never be on Game of Thrones. So if we cast him in the prequel, he'll have to survive, I guess. I guess that's yeah. what this comes down to. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, last thing we've got here is uh, Sir Pounce's death. <laughs> I just threw this in. And this was a laugh because I was like, what yeah. animal is this? <laughs> Uh, so Sir Pounce is Tommen's kitty cat. Um, if you Google this, you'll find some great screenshots um, of him. And in an interview with, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have the article pulled up in front of me, with the, the guy, the second actor to play Tommen, who's going to be in uh, 1917, that one take movie coming up. Um, he was informed that the writers decided that Cersei killed Sir Pounce, Tommen's pet cat, in a brutal uh, way. Off screen in a brutal way, which I think given the time period means she either strangled it herself or uh, probably drowned it in a bucket of water. And I just love that they asked this poor actor <laughs> what he thought about that. And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, Dennis, I wanted to ask you because I know you're a big, uh, you're a big Cersei fan. You really like mm-hmm. her character. Uh, what do you think about her? Do you think she kills small animals? And how do you think Sir Pounce ultimately went out? Yeah, I'm a, I am a fan of her character. Um, also a fan of cats as well. So it's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, do you have it's cats? hard. <laughs> I, I did. I had a cat that passed away a few years ago. So, ah, and I, I want to get it. And I want to get another one. Um, but I feel like her character would, would she kill a cat? Sure. I don't know if she would have killed it like just out of the blue. She's not. She doesn't have not for, Joffrey not for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. She doesn't have Joffrey's that kind of meanness to her. But for example, if the cat like I don't know jumped and scratched her for some reason, even if provoked maybe by Cersei, then she would kill it or whatever. But I, I don't see her like Joffrey like searching out the cat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. to like kill it or or or, or whatnot it, it may be something one of those things where maybe she saw the cat and she tried to be nice to it mm-hmm. just because it was you know it was tom and cat and whatnot and then maybe it 
attacked her for whatever reasons, you know, and then had her killed. So I, I, I don't know. I just think it's funny that this, you know, this little, not even a character, because they just kind of added it to, to show Tommen's character. Uh, it's like, has has such a, like, uh, importance for people to even ask about it to Benioff and Weiss. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to this cat? Like, not like it paid, played a pivotal role or anything like that. Yeah. So. So, I think it's interesting, too, that, that, that where this character wound up was actually addressed because there are several pets in Game of Thrones that we got no closure on we don't know what happened to nymeria yeah we don't know um what happened to drogon but we know what happened to sir pounce so i guess in the end the lannisters will always come out on top (laughs) um i mean we know what happened to ghosts you know uh ghost gets a happy ending it was so funny like talking about to circle back to the fan backlash um people were so mad sense um about how john seemingly abandoned ghosts and i get it because i i was really hurt by that too but yeah ghost winds up in a pretty good place actually <laughs> yeah uh i thought nightmare would come back at the end of me too season i even just wanted to see her on this is right this is my fan fiction um when we saw aria on the prow of the ship going to discover america or wherever it is that she's going to, it would have been cool if even we just saw Nymeria there and no one said anything about it to like, know that they were ultimately reunited. But uh, I believe she's still alive. Yeah, I, I, I do too. So. And I think Drogon's still alive. Yeah. Rummaging about going around. <laughs> Laying eggs or whatever. Dragons gone back to Valyria. I think that's what you said. And that like blew my mind when you brought yeah. that up. And uh, you know what? Uh, this is a random, uh, I guess, hypothetical question. Will yes. we ever see a Game of Thrones sequel? And I, what I mean by sequel is there's no way they're going to do like a, at least not no way, but highly unlikely they're going to do a right after this happens, here's what's next. You know, like follow Arya, follow Sansa. Ooh. But in the future, because, okay, right now we're doing something thousands of years in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because I think it's easier to go back than it is to go forward. I agree. If you'd asked me when Game of Thrones started, I would have said that I don't think we're going to get... Um any sort of epilogue, any sort of update, any sort of a where are they now about these characters. But now we are living in a post-Cursed Child, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child world. And, and I very much thought that world was put to bed. Um, I thought Rowling had expressed that we were not going to get anything following that, that all of the other stories in the world were going to be quite distant, kind of like we got with um, Fantastic Beasts. And I, I'm just since the success of the play, I just, I'm waiting for that movie to be announced. I'm just waiting for Daniel Radcliffe to be old enough for that movie to happen. Um, I don't, I don't know if I believe that we won't mm-hmm. get one, but if we had to, honestly, I would like, I would like it in the form of a novella. I would like it to be like a short 
book from Martin. I don't know if I need a return to these characters on television. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about a potential sequel? Yeah, I mean, I think as far as a television version, yeah, I think it's highly unlikely because of all the, the actors and, and whatnots involved. Who knows, they may do a spinoff with just one character. It seems like that's what they're doing now with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's a prequel or a sequel, like Better Call Saul, spinoff yeah. with one character, a prequel. Um, you see the Breaking Bad movie. Seems mm-hmm. like it's a continuation with one character i'm sure brian cranston walter white is in it but i'm sure he's i think there's pictures of him on set i think it's confirmed that he is in it which i think a lot of people are like cool a a flashback or a hallucination exactly um but you know what i mean they're starting to do this so let's take this one character this one thing and then turn it into a whole series so that would be the most likely but who knows? Yeah. If you could only get one character's follow-up, who would you want to see it from the perspective of? Tyrion. Tyrion. Sure. I still think that he will, even though they kind of left it off like, not like super peaceful or whatever, but they made it more peaceful than it was before. But I'm sure there's other issues that will arise during yeah. his his uh, basically as hand of the king, you know, like mm-hmm. and, and really he's the de facto king, right? Because Bran is not really ruling. He's off looking for Drogon. Yeah. <laughs> or whatnot. He, he doesn't seem, you know, that... Not that uh, enthusiastic about rule. Remember, he is the the reason why he should rule because he doesn't want to rule, you know, type of thing, which they had with Jon Snow. Yeah, the Starks, man, they just never want power. But everyone's like, just take the power. Just be in charge. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, only if I'm not attached to the other kingdoms, I'm Sansa yeah. or whatever. I'm going to run away from home. I'm Arya. Yeah. Um, you know, and we debated this and we debated this uh, with Bruce when he was a guest on the podcast about, you know, are the best leaders the people who don't covet power and don't covet mm-hmm. leadership? Um, and sometimes the answer is yes. And sometimes the answer is Tyrion. Um, but he needs someone. I think I think we both agree that he kind of needs someone to keep him in line. All right. Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, thanks for everyone who's listening. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Of course, you can check out What the Throne every week here on Collider and my podcast, Geek History Lesson at GeekHistoryLesson.com. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Think Here, Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Collider Videos, and subscribe to this Collider Factory podcast feed for every single week. See you guys later. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. 
It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.